Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year from Games We Never Play. My name is Steve of Hope, your professional hobbit. And to kick us off on 2021, we're playing one of my favorite games from 2020, Over Arms. But before we get into the game proper, let's go ahead and meet our table, starting with our usual friend, Jameson McDaniel. Hey, I'm a usual friend. I'm happy to be here, folks. James McDaniel, GM Mace Online, and I'm in the player's seat this week. This is exciting. I know. Don't get too comfortable, okay? Like, I just got that seat to, like, fit my butt perfectly. So I oh, the grooves are so great. Ugh, horrible. We're also joined by someone who you might know if you've watched uh, any of our streams on twitch.tv slash games we never play, Nikki Wallen. Hi, I'm Nikki. Um, I've been streaming a lot of the games um, on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And it's fun to be here. I'm also on Twitter and everything else. <laughs> Lovely. We also have some new faces to the show for, for a new year, starting with Ryan Omega. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Omega. I am usually doing some game design or hosting a live stream or podcast called Life Action Roleplay, where we talk about various things about roleplay, including LARPs, including how-to, consent issues, and other roleplaying adjacent topics. I also do a, a series called Game Over Video Chat, where we do mini LARPs by designers, and we just get a bunch of our friends and see how they're like, because... Um, everyone experiences Zoom fatigue, so we want to do something that's more fun, that refreshes people, and uh, gets them to be social. <laughs> I love that. And finally, Nico Paoli. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I do nothing on the internet except play games with friends, apparently. So uh, I have a I have a Twitter that I'm not super active on. You can find me over there at musickale, uh, M-U-S-I-C-K-A-L-E. And uh, occasionally I stream on Twitch at musiclover315. But otherwise, I just am here to have a good time. Well, I'm glad you're here then, because we are hopefully going to have a good time with Overarms from Rookie Jet Games. Now, I have been running this on uh, Saving Throw Show's Twitch for about a month by the time this should be coming out. So this is a system I've been familiar with. I've chatted with the creator, and it is a very fun little game uh, that takes notes from uh, the Persona games, if you are familiar with those. You know, it's a little indie game. Don't worry about it if you've never heard of it. Um, this weird anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like, I don't know. It'll never catch on. And uh, Shaman King. I don't know what that is. I actually don't know what that is. What? You don't know Shaman King? It's so I great. know it is an anime. I saw commercials for it like when I was a kid. I never watched it that Yeah, it was on like the Fox Box or something, right? Yeah, with Geek the Cat. Something like that. I don't yeah. Know. I just never yeah. saw it. I was like, Shaman King. I was like, yeah, next show. I'll watch Rocket Power. <laughs> oh, disappointing. <laughs> oh, we're killing Mason tonight. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> well, the idea of Overarms is effectively you are a person who has something called an anima, which is a 
kind of hard to describe thing. It's either your soul made tangible or a ghost living inside you, or it's your id, give physical form. Uh, we can kind of decide that while we're doing this. But per usual on games we never play, uh, we are going to divide the game into four sections, starting with this episode, character creation. So, uh, character creation in this game is entirely based on dice. Um, if you are familiar with games like Kids on Bikes or Savage Worlds, you're already ahead of the game here. So, let's talk character creation. Um, Mason, uh, you've been looking over the book for a hot second now. Uh, what are you feeling? I don't know, because aside from... I've been thinking on this game for a little while, and I have a lot of options that I want to pursue. So I kind of want to see what everyone else, what they're feeling, and then I can kind of blend in with that. But you know, I mean, my my always default too is himbo, you know, <laughs> Joseph Joestar all the way. Hey, black star. <laughs> yes. I don't think jo- I, I don't think uh, black star qualifies as a himbo. I think he's just an idiot. <laughs> oh, no. You have to be Absolutely yay tall fair. to be a himbo. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I guess before we dive into character creation, let's go ahead and discuss setting. Um, What type of overarms experience are you guys excited for? Do you want something a little more inspired by the Persona games? Something inspired by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Uh, Ryan, how are you feeling about this? So I have a particular fondness for Persona. Partly because when I went to Berkeley, my senior thesis was on horror video games as a form of literature. Mm -hmm. And Persona Revelations was one of my featured titles to explain how horror, um, when experienced on an interactive level, is different from horror in movies. So immediately when I was contacted about this, I'm like, oh my god. Uh, this brought me back, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to play one of these characters from from high school with this anima. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I, I understand this is an audio medium, but uh, Mason and Nikki have both perso- decided to make their backgrounds Persona Five. So do with that what you will. Uh, Nico, how about you? Uh, I have I I like Ryan have a deep fondness of the Persona series. Uh, Persona. Th- four and three and four both were like among my first jrpg games uh i just recently like finally got to the end of persona 5 royal um so i I definitely would lean more persona-esque now did you get the real ending or the not real ending the real ending good i screwed that up the first time and had to replay the game and i set a land speed record ask nikki (laughs) Oh, poor you. I know, I was giving him advice. <laughs> yeah, no, I beat the game, got the bad end, and then I immediately started on a new playthrough because that game does not give you a do-over. <laughs> no. But I think nope. the Shaman King inspired you. <laughs> <laughs> well, ignoring that, it sounds like we're kind of leaning more towards a Persona-inspired game. So everyone's character would be about high school age, which is fine. Yeah, I haven't played every single one of the Persona games and some of the Shin Megami Tensei games, I would say. That's <laughs> kind of on my speed. Okay, cool. So now that we kind of have a setting decided on for our Overarms game, uh, 
and this should help everyone kind of guide what they want their characters to be. Uh, Nikki, how about you? Uh, what are you feeling? What What do you want to play? Uh, <clears throat> uh, what if we went over the stats yeah, real quick and like how like the characters interact? Oh, that might be because I don't know what stats they have in this for character creation, yeah, right? Well, character creation. Stats wise, it's so easy. I'm kind of stuck. I'm not stalling for time, but I'm stalling for time. So, okay. When it comes to character stats, you have five stats charisma, dexterity, intelligence, strength, and HP. And here's how you determine them What do you suck at? That's a D4. What are you really good at? That's a D12. Done. Uh, so it's, it's very much just like the kids on bike system then. It is very much inspired by uh, this sort of kids on bike, Savage World sort of deal. Okay. Uh, and the only tricky one is your HP, which uh, you apply a die. It doubles the number and you never roll it. Okay. And it looks like it doesn't use the D20 at all, which is, you know, different. Um, it does. Character creation for it's like a D4, oh, yeah, D6, yeah. D8. At character creation, you do not use the D20. Okay. You do use a D20 at some point. <laughs> okay, so we're all high school students, right? Yes. Um, okay. Does anyone have like an archetype that they're like, oh, I want to be the class president? And this is this also going to be in America? Is this going to be Japan? Well, you guys how, tell me. How are we going to do this? Or is it a fictional world that you've created that is a mix like uh, Phoenix Wright? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. <laughs> yes, and no. You guys tell me no. <laughs> hey, he didn't tell me. He asked me, and I said no. No, I, you said, you guys tell me, and then you were like, no, and you're like, no. <laughs> Well, we can go for a compromise and do one of those international boarding schools so everyone comes from a different place. I like that idea. International boarding school. It can be in a specific country, but we can be like international students or something. How about an international boarding school in Japan? (laughs) Sure. Sure. I can get the best of both worlds, and I don't have to figure out how I'm going to combine San Francisco. Yes. It's already done for you. I mean, there you, go. you, you already did it. I feel like we should go with this option. <laughs> Does that make Los Angeles, Osaka? Yes. We have the best airports. Mm. That's, a, that's objectively that, false. That, that's a, <laughs> I'm sorry. By best, I mean most. We have two of them. That's objectively false. Listen, that's London details. Has, we'll fix London that post. London has three airports. London has three. <laughs> Well, why don't you move to London then? Well, I, I already have. I will again at some point. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep a good woman down. Okay, so we're like late teens, right? 15 on. Yeah, we'll set the ages between 14 and 18. So I'm thinking of playing a kid that's um, uh, kind of like Ryuji from the uh, Persona 5 where he is uh, the bad boy, the kid on the wrong side of the tracks and everyone has kind of already assumed about him like oh he, he's he's a shithead he's a troublemaker that's where i'm gonna go all right yeah that's a good place to start uh so i imagine he'd have a pretty good strength absolutely low charisma all right 
uh, form fillable my foot. Let's see. Where's the buttons for this? Do, 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 do. In the heart, it's like inside the heart. Oh, I have to. <clears throat> you see it? Uh -huh. Off color little weird boxes. <laughs> Uh-uh-uh. Okay. Cool. Why is this thing being such a pain in the butt? All right, I'm going to open that up in a different format because Adobe Acrobat is not working for me right now. That's fair. Uh, while you're dealing with that, Mason, uh, mm -hmm. Nico, uh, yeah. what are you feeling like playing? Um... I'm usually also someone who probably has low charisma. Um, I vibe real hard with the idea of the like forced to be forced to be little miss perfect, like the good grades, the like very much the Makoto, very much like the student class president, the has to get good grades and is like underneath it all like I kind of fuck this I hate this I don't want to do this but also I have to because uh parents or or society or someone is telling me I should like but very much the the so probably heightened definitely low charisma socially awkward all right so uh that's a really good starting point for both of you. Uh, Nikki, how about you? I usually play the high charisma characters, but I was thinking of <laughs> Oh, we're going to be a bunch of hooligans. I love this. <laughs> I was thinking of being like the emo kid, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, are you like, planning on being the sad girl in snow? Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. Like the sit in the corner with her like moody emo music and like draw on her tablet or like her sketchbooks kind of shit. Oh, the headphones girl in the anime. Yep, that's All it. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, what are you going to play? And please don't say someone with a low charisma. We already have so many. <laughs> no. I wanted to play the son of uh, rich parents who own a business who expect him to inherit that business. But daddy, I want to be a star. I want to be on stage. Theater I know I can it. do it. So he's going to be that guy. Super high charisma. High charisma, but horrible stage fright, possibly. All right. Oh, probably clumsy as hell. <laughs> oh no! Cannot hold props to save his butt. Oh no! Oh, buddy. Oh no! I resemble this remark. All right. <laughs> so, do your characters have names yet? It's okay if you don't. Not at this point. Uh, yeah, hold to the internets. <laughs> Uh, 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 Which countries are you guys going to all be from? I think my guys going to be French. Hmm. On, on, on. How dare you? French bad boy? That's right. We. Oui. But I won't ever do that because that's annoying. <laughs> no, you need to do it the French accent. I will not 
butcher <laughs> it's gonna like switch to like cockney halfway through and then southern it's it's bad i can't keep an accent to save my life um male french names how do you do the the hp one is there's like two boxes Oh, so for your so all of your die dice are just basically this is a d4, this is a d6, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever die you put for your HP, uh, that die is pretty much lost. You will not be rolling that die, but it will determine your HP. So if you put a d12 in there, uh, double that number, so 24, and that's how many hit points you have. So okay, so if it's a d10, it's 20. Exactly. And it's the two boxes is just 20 at 20. It's, okay. Or you could just put it like 20 here and a D10 underneath if you want to keep track before your die go. That's, that makes sense, I guess, too. Um, okay, I've got a name. Victor Laurent. All right, Victor. Okay, great pretender. <laughs> that's right. That's the same last name. Well, all right, then. No, no, it's good. I have no. It's good. It's good. Okay, so I've got a D4 for charisma, D12 for strength. Uh, Ant is going to take a hit. D6. All right. Dex. I feel like that should be like a D10, right? That sounds fair to me. Yeah, maybe a D8. And then how do we calculate HP again? Uh, whatever die you put there, double the number, that's your HP. 20. Dope. All right. So there's uh, others. There's some more fluffy narrative aspects to character creation, as any good game should have. Uh, for example, there's the virtues and vices and drives. They have no mechanical benefit, but they're nice to kind of keep track of. Uh, there's your background, your history, you know, uh, things you obviously think of when you make your character. Um, however, the only choice, uh, before we get to making your animas, uh, the last really mechanical choice is your income. Uh, as you are teenagers, you probably don't have to worry about it too much, but basically, uh, you could, there are three options. Poverty, middle class, and rich. And this determines how much uh, money you can spend per day. Now, as this is a one-shot and I hate math, uh, don't worry too much about this, but it is something worth noting as we like to talk about every aspect of character creation when we do this. As you're all boarding school kids, I'm just going to say you're all rich. And to move on. I don't know. We could just be like kids of like um, international student teachers or something. I mean, that is totally an option. If that's the way you want to go about it. But I figured you guys would want to get to the fun part of making your anima. That's probably true. Uh, uh, mm. Okay. Nico, how are you feeling on your character? Pretty good. I'm going. I'm going Greek name wise. Alexis Contos. Alexis, um, I like it. We write that and down. then uh, got a D4 in charisma, a D6 in Dex. So 
average, not not the clumsiest person in the room, but definitely definitely on the clumsier side. Um, a D12 in strength and a D10 in intellect. Nice. I like the idea of of being both smart and also like can throw a punch. I can I like throw that. a punch. I have a D4 in strength. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> can someone carry this book for me? It's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Okay, so we got Alexis, we got Victor. Who else do we have? Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, a British character, but his um, ethnicity is Indian. Okay. So he's um, Percy Patel. Oh, ooh, I like that. Alliteration. Nice. Yes, alliteration, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be annoying like this. Oh, oh good. Yay. <laughs> I love that. I'm so excited to spend three hours with this person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nikki, do you have a name for your character now? I think I'm going to go with the Chinese international student, uh, Liu Wenshui. So you can call her Wen Wen or Xiao Wen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So now we're going to get to the fun part, and that's making your anima. Now, as stated, anima are kind of your superpower. They're the tangible being you share a form with, a soul with, whatever. Uh, Fun fact, I've heard of people using this game for Digimon and it does work. So that's a fun thing. Uh, Set the point. But when it comes to your anima, remember this thing does not look human, but it is kind of part of you. So have fun with that. Now, we'll start with stat generation, which works exactly like building your human part. Uh, However, the anima stats are a little different because animas aren't talking to people. They don't have to worry about it. Uh, The anima stats are power, speed, defense, range, and AP. Now, AP is your anima points. Basically, uh, your fleshy, squishy part takes hit points. Your soul has anima points if you ever run up run out of anima points you don't drop dead but you are exhausted and that means you've pushed yourself past the human limit uh and you're like you you need a juice box and a nap you've just hit that point (laughs) and after 2020 i think we all know that point very well Mm mm-hmm I definitely need a juice box right now. Uh, every day. Yeah, I definitely want a juice box right now. <laughs> well, not right now. I'm playing a game, but for later. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so your power is to determine how strong your anima is. If your anima is going to be uh, kind of like uh, Star Platinum, where you just punch things really hard, it would have a very high power stat. <laughs> Speed is how fast you are. Um, That's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? Uh, Defense is used to determine how durable and resistant you are. Animas protect their users. 
So if you ever take a hit, you have you roll your defense to see how much you block. Uh, range is actually very interesting because range determines how far away your anima works. So if you have a D4 in range, your anima works in your immediate vicinity. But if you have like a D12, that means it could work pretty much anywhere in an apartment complex. And I'm also going to note uh, while we're at, while you guys are doing this, there are four types of anima. There are fighter anima, which uh, they don't hit. Their accuracy kind of stinks, but they do more damage. Uh, as we've been using persona a lot, basically, if you are a fighter persona, you're like um, Yusuke from Persona Five. You hit really hard, but you might not always hit. Or I guess Kanji from Persona Four, because I'm a nerd and I gotta be, you know, pedantic. Uh, next up is the magician. Uh, you are. How do I put this? You can't hit for beans, but when you hit, you hit hard. Where's the magician's fighter defense stats? Uh, those don't determine your stats. It's oh. just kind of the type of anima. Gotcha. Um, what your type determines, though, is what I'll have you roll for your accuracy of attacks and your damages. Okay. So magicians roll higher damage than, uh, well, magicians and fighters roll high damage. Important to note. Guardians, uh, they have, they're slower and designed to have higher defenses. Um, they hit better, they hit more accurately, but they do less damage overall. And finally, Assassins, uh, fits an anima with high speed and low defense. Um, you will probably have the highest initiative if you are an Assassin type. Your accuracy is good and your damage is okay <laughs> Conto, uh miss contos uh what anima type are you feeling probably guardian i like the idea uh, uh i i like the idea of playing support characters overall this is very much my jam um and also i just like the idea of being unable to stand up for herself but being unable to stand up for others and that being reflected in her anima. I like that. Uh, Lu Wen, how about you? I was thinking either magician or assassin. So depending on whether people play, I'll choose one of those two. Okay. Uh, Mr. Patel? Hmm, I think uh, I'm gonna probably go for um, a character that doesn't want to be confrontational but will try to talk his way out of things so therefore a lot of what he wants to do is very distance based so I think as a result I'll pick um, someone like an assassin but I can also go for um, a magician as well go for assassin I'll take magician all right perfect perfect and Mr. Laurent I assume you'll be fighter but you guys don't have to all pick individual the the individual one. No, we need one cleric, one rogue, one yeah, barbarian. Yeah. Come on. Looking for group. <laughs> All right, Zendikar. 
Yeah, I'm going to actually fight her. I picked that before everyone <laughs> said everything. So I mean, I knew you were going to. I, I, it works. So next up is your anima ability. Now there is a list. You do not have to use the list. The list are samples. Your anima ability is basically something your anima can do. Uh, and it can be pretty wild. It can allow you to move through shadows or swim through concrete or uh, touch an object and tell where it was an hour ago. Um, feel free to get kind of wonky with it because this is a game where things can be a little wonky and that's fun. Okay. I'm going to kind of reskin the last Baron that they have on page 28. Oh, uh, from the example animas. Right. Uh, where Last Baron can absorb heat and store it within its blade. Uh, Last Baron can then use this heated blade to damage targets or melt objects. Going to flip it, do it in reverse. So now it's uh, cold damage and freezes things. Mm-hmm. And as it gets stronger, possibly freezes things in time, in space. Who knows? Okay. Uh, you'll only start with one anima ability, but it isn't a good idea to consider other abilities you could have down the line because as you level up, you get more. So, uh, who's next? Who has another idea of what they want their anima ability to be? I think for Percy, because he's constantly looking for approval, um, subconsciously, I think he wants a spell that's similar to charm. Essentially, someone who will uh, who will be open to suggestions that come from him. Okay. Um, what if your anima ability is uh, when you activate it, people are people tell you their dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll do that. <laughs> Like a confession spell. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Is that close to what you were thinking, or is that a little more... Uh... Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, uh, he's, again, his aim is to be a star, right? Mm-hmm. So he kind of want... Uh, so that means kind of like seeking the approval um, of other people constantly. So if he has an anima that is aware that this is what he wants, um, maybe something that will get them to just be more amenable to him. However, I do kind of like the idea of something of an anima that's slightly against type because that sounds like, well, that's something obvious that he should want. So um, giving him like uh, the dark secret that they'll tell him uh, brings an interesting twist to this character. So I think I do like the confession and I'm going to keep that. All right. Cause I do have another suggestion. Okay. Uh, what if, uh, since you're an assassin, I thought this would be funny. Basically it's all eyes on you. You activate it and everyone in the area just like has to look. Oh, just like the vampire. Um, ah, absolutely. Yeah, like I think I like this vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perfect. We'll do that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Nico, uh, what is your anima ability? I'm I'm still thinking. I I like the idea of riffing off of... uh, Riffing off of something like what the steam breather can do in the anima... In in, um, the pre-gen animas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like something in that 
family of like being able to activate it and either like the problem the problem I'm, I'm running into is i'm like it'd be cool to turn other people invisible but also a that becomes that that starts to become very abusable very quickly and also more importantly i don't know that that is the particular thing that would make sense except maybe because like little miss perfect getting behind like Adults don't look at her or or don't look at her or her wards because she can slip through because she has that mask. She has that, you know, she she has the approval of the of the adults in all of the quotes. Um, but I also don't know that invisibility is necessarily the route I want to go with it. I've, I've been I've been trying to figure out, OK, well, what do I want to do instead of but running into a wall? I totally get that. Um... Well, you are supposed to be Miss Perfect, and you are also class president, and you kind of – are you familiar with that meme with Princess Daisy being like, don't you just want to go apeshit? Yes. (laughs) What if your anima can break things? Ooh. I'm down for that. What kind of, let's see, like just straight up, I activate it and it wrecks. Like it just breaks it. Oh, like it has like shatter point and you like hit it in a single spot and it just. Yeah, I'm down for that. (laughs) Once again, I'm just suggesting things. I'm not trying to guide you guys in any direction other than away from Shaman King because I don't know what that is. I'll convert you. I'm sure it's good. All right. All the mangas are on their way to your house right now. So prepare. <laughs> no, I do not have room for it. I'm sorry. It's Amazon. You can't stop them. They're coming for you. It's true. They're We're coming funny. for you, Barbara. <laughs> Supporting Jeff Bezos, this one got purchased so time. Yeah, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. We all know this. All right. So, Nikki, what is Lu Wen's uh, anima ability? Um, I was considering a couple, like one would be some kind of like, uh, like stealth or like shape-shifting ability because she uses like hide from people. It's not like the charismatic shape-shifter, but more like the like, you know, I just change into things if there's that's possible. I don't know, just kind of go unnoticed. Um, uh, kind of like that old uh, Half-Life 2 mod where where you would run around and play hide-and-seek by turning into objects. Kind of, yeah. Or like, uh, or like Prey, and you can like morph into different things or whatever. Um, that or um, some kind of, I don't know, like energy absorption type of thing. I don't know. Because also just, because she just kind of like absorbs the world around her but doesn't participate in it. Um, I don't know. Between the two, I think you'd have more fun with the shape shifting. But yeah, as this is your as this is your first level anima power, maybe you can only shape shift into tiny in tiny things. Tiny inanimate objects. Yeah, like poof, Hello Kitty doll. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's go with that. Well, that's what you're willing to go with. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
Now, I hate to say this at the almost 40-minute mark, but that's pretty much it for character creation when it comes to overarms. So I would like to discuss how you all know each other. Consider the third session zero. Now, I assume you're all classmates, but are any of you friends? Uh, would it be all right if we went over vice, virtue, and drive real quick? This might yeah. help us inform who we would be friends with, who we would, oh, whose sure. drives along. Sure. I meant to, I did say, you know, that was part of character creation. Uh, this And this is more of a flavor aspect of character creation than actual mechanics. So... Virtue and vice, I think, are pretty self-explanatory. Your virtue is something you hold in very high regard. Um, The examples they give are a character who will always hold the door for women, while it's antiquated, or a character who will rob almost anyone other valuables except the poor. So, virtue, self-explanatory. A good one would be snitches get stitches. Uh, Vice. This trait is a flawed or corrupt aspect of the character. A character who can't resist alcohol. A character who is constantly paranoid. A character who can't help but make fun of bald people. How dare you? (laughs) Sorry. We don't know anyone like that. I resemble that remark. (laughs) And finally, Drive. Uh, This is just kind of something your character strives for. Um... An herb to heal their ill parent, uh, to beat Son Goku at a uh, hand-to-hand brawl, um, to be the star on Broadway. You know, it, it's um, it's the driving force behind your character. Okay, I think I've got mine. All right. So for my virtue. He wants to tear down the system and remake it. Uh, his vice, he has an overinflated sense of pride. And drive to become the class president. Oh. Watch out, Alexa. Someone's coming for your seat. I mean, not that they're doing a bad job, just that we need to tear down this entire system and remake it. Don't the bourgeoisie. You are the bourgeoisie. Hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nico, uh, what about Alexis? What is her virtue, vice, and drive? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Scions, so my virtue, so, so my virtue and vice sound very, like, like the way I phrased them originally are very, like, the, the paths in that. But it's, so uh, her virtue is actual golden retriever puppy. She's very loyal. Um, okay. You 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 get on her on her good side and to the ends of the world and back like we go. Uh, her vice is foot and mouth syndrome. She's also very blunt and will absolutely say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, which is going to be interesting. Um, and her drive is to forge her own path in life rather than just take the easy road. Um, because that has been hard for her to do. I figured it was a decent drive given given that for the most part she just kind of does what she is told even if she doesn't want to do that. Awesome. 
All right. Uh, how about you, Brian? His virtue, uh, uh, Percy's virtue, is that he is compassionate. Uh, will always want to help someone who um, who needs it. Um, Vice holds a grudge and doesn't let go very easily. And Drive is obviously, I want to be a star, Daddy! I want to be a star! <laughs> <laughs> kind of going to a mid-Atlantic voice there. <laughs> that is an affectation that I choose because... You know, it is Broadway. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> All right, Nikki? Um, I'm thinking her virtual is that when she makes friends, she doesn't make any friends. When she does, she's really loyal to them. Okay. She sticks up for them, but her vice is that she won't stick up for herself. And she won't, like, you know, defend herself, really. Um, I don't want to make it too much like me. <laughs> <laughs> loyalty squad yeah, I know I was realizing that when I was thinking about it. I was like oh that's similar um, so it could always be changed I guess or modified but I was thinking that she just doesn't it's more like in an introverted way though she just doesn't talk much um, if people say bad things about her she won't say it's a little bit different um, and I guess I was thinking of her drive to just become a manga artist since we're going into the whole anime aspect of it and she's living in Japan, right? So Yeah, I mean, you're in the spot. I'm going to pull something from my other, that, um, that uh, what's it called, the Kids on Brooms games and make her um, definitely like BL a lot. Um, <laughs> going to pull from uh, that. She's a rotten girl. <laughs> Damn Fujoshis. All right. You knew so, it. <laughs> Sorry, that's the Chinese version. She's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much it for character creation mechanically. You should have a full sheet. Um, so how do y'all know each other? I feel like Percy might be the glue that binds all of us. Really? Yeah. I can see that. You were all yeah. to be in like a production or something. <laughs> Like I, I can oh, see him yeah. roping us all into different, like, oh, I need someone to play a villain. Come here. I need someone to do lights. Come here. Oh, I, I think I drafted everyone to be um, in our one-shot play. And um, um, so I might be directing it, but one of us is the writer. One of us is the set decorator. And one of us is the PR person. <laughs> <laughs> Or or any of the or any other position, you know. Like I'm open. I'm open to that. <laughs> okay. Um, what if? I mean, what if it started with a one shot one shot play, and now you guys are the drama club? We are the drama club. We are the drama club. We're the only four members of the drama club. <laughs> and my character hates being in the drama club. Well, secretly likes it. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the club. She doesn't like the fact that eventually she might have to be in front of people. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> hey, maybe you write. Yeah, she'll be okay with writing. She'll write it. Yeah, she writes the play. For some reason, always ends up with always Victor and Percy in weird situations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my god, do they write fanfic and that we have to perform them? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's her shtick is she does the, the, the BL, so why not? That's good. <laughs> all right. So uh, since we do have a little more time, we've kind of figured out how you all know each other, and I'm figuring out what your uh, little adventure is going to be. I'll go ahead and go over how dice work, and I'll go over this again in episode two. So don't worry about it if you don't understand immediately. Basically, I am going to ask for uh, a test. Um, If it's just you by yourself, like you're not using your anima ability, you will just use your human stats. So those are called tests, not that complicated. Uh, However, if you ever need to use your anima, that is called a junction and you will roll a die from your human side and a die from your anima side and combine the numbers. So higher numbers are better. You never wanna roll low, obviously. Um, And the only way to crit fail is if you are doing a junction and you roll a one on both dice. However, if you, however, uh, there are more ways to do critical successes in this game. If you get the max on both dice, that's a critical. And if you get a six on both dice, that's a critical. So if you get a four on a D4 and a six on a D6, that's a critical. If you get a six on a D12 and a six on a D6, also a critical. Um, Apart from that, that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, Oh, that's right. Whenever you use your anima, it will cost an anima point. So however many anima points you have determines how many times you can use your anima before you start getting kind of exhausted I have two questions real fast yeah what's up um so for animal points is it also like health that it's double exactly no. it's just okay. like that so it's like if i put it in eight it's a 16 yeah okay and then the other thing is that for our class it says like the whole accuracy and great damage thing where yes. do we write that in um i don't believe there's a place on the character sheet for that but i will keep track of that okay where do we what what, what is that exactly because we also have power, so how does that factor in with damage and stuff? Uh, powers are different than damage. Uh, sometimes your anima will fight and you will use your powers. Other times your anima will just punch something really, really hard. Um, usually the role will be for you as a magician, correct? Yours will be intelligence and your range minus two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot, what are your anima's names? And also, do you guys want to do a themed naming thing? Uh, I have a name, but if you want to do a themed naming thing, I'm very much open to it. Yeah, like uh, Persona 5, all the Personas were named after literary figures. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Stardust Crusaders uh, onward was all named after bands and albums. Uh, Mason and I got drunk the other night and decided to do one where it was all based on video games. Okay, I wasn't drunk, but yes. (laughs) Way to call me out. (laughs) You have a problem, this is your intervention. Uh, I'm down for whatever, yeah. I'm good for either. 
good for either. I'm down for either, though. I, I, I love naming themes, so I think I'm leaning slightly heavier that way. All right. Well, Nico, since you're the only one who really voted, um, let's go with a uh, naming convention. But what's the naming convention going to be? Uh, I'm a fan of literary works and or uh, video games. Either of those would be good. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Like, leaning into the video games, I think, is is fun. For as much as as much as I love the idea of doing the literary works, part of me is also like, how how hard into the Persona Five are we going to lean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to so far that we fall off. So, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so I, I think I, video games would be good. All right. You could also do th- something like, uh, I don't know, theater tropes, uh, board games. Uh, really, the sky's the limit. We could also do classic movies. Oh, that's hot. Oh, yeah. Like classic Hollywood, or actually, it doesn't have to be Hollywood, just classic movies. Oh, I love that. You guys should, I vote for that one. I don't have a say, I don't have a vote, but if I did, that's mine. <laughs> would yours be Gone with the Wind? Yeah, probably. Um, my enemy will probably be Scarlet. <laughs> In fact, that's probably what it would name her. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is perfect. Then that actually fits with what I already had. Uh, D'Artagnan. Oh, nice. very oh, I nice. That. I love that. Uh, how about you, Nikki? Still thinking. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Nico. Wait, wait, no. Wait, no, no. I'm, I'm also thinking. <laughs> you can only pass the buck so far. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, this is a concept where you want to pick a really good name because, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I am always fond of picking silly names. So for Alexis's, I would just go with something like Breakpoint. <laughs> the old kind of Reese movie. Love that movie, Breakpoint. Not a classic by any means, but it's fun. It's fun. And see, I was, I, my, my brain immediately went to, what's a better way to frame the lion from Wizard of Oz? <sighs> Because I'm like, it's does he have an does he have an actual name or is it just the cowardly lion? Um, I believe Zeke. canonically it's just the cowardly lion. In the uh, 1937 39 Wizard of Oz, it's Zeke. Oh. Oh. Actually, wanted to change my name from Scarlet to Barbara. Um. A, because it's Barbara Streisand, but also Barbara is the character from Night of the Living Dead. And I remember Stephen just mentioning, they're coming to get you. I'm like, oh yeah, Barbara is the (laughs) character that was scared by that. I'm like, Barbara's a good one. So I'm going to change to Barbara. I like it. Okay. D'Artagnan, Barbara, and uh, you guys don't have to decide this right now. If it's too much pressure. Still having a hard time coming up with the point. I'm really bad with names, actually, so I'm thinking. <laughs> oh. Looks like the Cowardly Lion was played by someone called Bert Lar. 
Yeah. <clears throat> wonder if there's a play on that we could do. I got to be honest. I think just calling it Cowardly Lion is pretty great because, oh, what's that do? Does it make you, oh, no, it blew everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I like I like that. Also because yeah, no, there's a there's a fun disconnect in it being named after after like that person or named in themed with like the personality trait and then it's like, what does it do? Oh you know, it just shatters things. <laughs> like you do. Like lions do. It shatters and runs away, you know. Well What does your um, power do again? Uh, shapeshift into objects and stuff. Oh, okay. oh, I mean, there are so many like classic horror movie tropes you can do so, with that too, mm-hmm. like a werewolf or Bride of Frankenstein or the Body Snatcher. Bride of Frankenstein would be a fun one. She shapeshifts. Well, I mean, she does transform from a regular person <laughs> to become a bride in the movie. In yeah. the yeah. So. And you could even call her the bride. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad idea. The like thing. Like no. Too horror. Seems like a good idea. I'll go with that for now. Okay. Cool. So, with your animas named and your uh, connections kind of established and your stats set up we are ready to dive into our actual play which we'll be releasing next monday um my name is stephen pope you can find me online at stephen j pope 22 that's stephen j pope 22 um i'm mostly on twitter where you can see me shit post about like capitalism and uh yakuza because i'm obsessed um Make sure you follow Games Never Play at GWNP underscore pod on all social media platforms. And hey, if you need new dice because you decided to try overarms with us, check out our friends at Dice Envy. Uh, use code GWNP at checkout for 10% off your order. Mason, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me online, GM underscore Mace like the weapon. Uh, also shit posting about game design and other fun stuff. But I uh, hope to see you all there. And I'm looking very forward to this game. Nice. Uh, Ryan Omega, where can they find you? Hi, I'm Ryan Omega. You could find me on Twitter under Ryan OMGA. You could find me on Facebook and Instagram under Ryan Omega. And you could find me on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash life action roleplay, which is also a podcast. Lovely. Uh, Nikki, where can they find you? Um, they can mostly find me on Twitter, also shit posting at Nikki Walton, W A L N. Um, and um, mostly, yeah, as I said, shit posting, but also occasionally things like I write game reviews for Game Creek Love it. And Nico, where can I find you? In the ether. Uh, occasionally, okay. rarely on uh, Twitter. Uh, at Musicale, M-U-S-I-C-K-A-L-E and uh, occasionally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash musiclover315 lover spelled with a U because that has been my username since middle school as you do alright so uh, until next week everyone once again happy new year and we are looking forward to a year of very strange games until then 
Have a good one.